Well, hey, welcome back to another exciting episode. Today, zooming in all the way from beautiful Calgary, Alberta, via Brazil, we've got Mr. Marcondes Franco, who is an avid real estate investor, relatively new Canadian. Well, he's been in the country for 10 years now, and we're going to discuss his whole, well, first, we'll talk about his strategy and everything, but also the the pros and the cons, the challenges and the the ups of, of being a newcomer in Canada and investing in real estate. So Marcondes, welcome to the show. Very nice to meet you. Thanks, Dave. It's Thanks thanks for having me here, right? Nice, uh, very nice to meet you as well. Yeah. So first of all, Marcondes, am I saying your name properly? Yeah, you got <laughs> it. You got it. Yeah. Sometimes go, people go Marcondes, go by Marco. That's why I introduce myself most of the time as Franco. So yeah, well, you got one. one of those confusing names. Your last name looks like it could be your first name and your first name looks like <laughs> yeah. it could be your last name. So yeah, very good. I'm glad I got it right. So, hey, Marco, how did you end up coming to Canada? Tell. I'm always fascinated about that because two reasons. Number one, I lived overseas for uh, yeah. about 14 years altogether. So I can relate to people moving from their country to another country, yeah. cultures, languages, all that kind of stuff. And the second reason is because I have a soft spot in my heart for newcomers who come to Canada and take massive action and see the opportunities that a lot of born in Canada people just don't see. So very, very interested in finding out a little bit about your backstory. How did you end up coming to Canada? Why did you yeah. come here? Yeah, so that was uh, 12 years ago, right? When we decided, my wife and I came to Canada. Uh, well, I, 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 all, all my life, I was a very strict guy, right? I liked the things going correctly, right? Yeah. And unfortunately, my country, Brazil, it, it's not always that way. Yeah. And, you know, uh, when I was alone in the world without wife, without kids, I would say my tolerance was way higher than after I got kids, right? Mm. So those kinds of things start to annoy me a lot, yeah. my wife and I. And at some point, we decided just leave Brazil and look for another country that the values of the society was more aligned with our own values, That right? that mm -hmm. we would uh, uh, like to share and teach our kids. Yeah. And then uh, was the time that Canada came in, uh, uh, in our lives, right? We, we started to search it up uh, and look for an, a, a better place to live and to raise yeah. kids. And that's actually uh, the, that the reason that we came straight for Calgary, because at that time, uh, we read a lot of news that Calgary was the best place in the Canada to raise kids. So we took the flight straight to Canada, to, to wow. Calgary, and we've been living here since then. Holy smokes. Well, that yeah. is quite the culture shock and quite the climate shock coming <laughs> oh, yeah. from Brazil to Calgary, yeah. Alberta, Canada. So interesting. And I, I guess at that point, Marcondes, there must have been some sort of a program through Canada immigration that made it yes. easier for Brazilians to to immigrate? Because it seems like quite a few people from Brazil came to Canada around that time. 
Yeah, so I, I, it's not for Brazilian only, right? That okay. we we applied for the skilled worker program, the federal program for uh, uh, you know educated people. Yeah. So my wife at that time had a psychology degree and lawyer degree as well, and I was uh, I, I have I, I have a business degree with master in business strategy. So my wife was uh, the the primary applicant applicant yes for the, that program, and we wait for eighteen months, twelve months until we get uh, our PR. And we came straight to Calgary with our PR. Okay, our, very good. Yeah, very yeah. good. So very interesting. we apply. It's a lot of steps, that, right? So yeah. we need to come with. I I I remember that I hired a lawyer in Toronto and another one in in São Paulo to deal to deal with the paperwork and make sure that everything is. Uh, it was all right. Mm -hmm. because I don't want to put my family in, in the situation that we came to Canada and, you know, uh, after a couple of years, uh, we had to leave Canada. Yeah, right? no, that'd be, so that'd be it, a it was a, Exactly. It was, sorry to interrupt you. It was a very, uh, uh, you know, uh, serious decision because at that point, it, uh, my wife and I was in a very uh, good positions in, in our careers. Yeah. So that so to to do this change, we need to make sure that everything is going to be all right, mm -hmm. and that's what we did. You had to start all over again from scratch yes. in a brand new country. So, how did that work for you professionally? Because I know a lot of newcomers to Canada come from their country with quite a high socioeconomic status: doctors, yes. lawyers, you know, yes. uh, entrepreneurs, etc. And then they come to Canada and quite often we don't recognize their educational yes. credentials and, and all that. And they end up having to do jobs that would be considered far below them back sure. home. How, how did you guys navigate that? Yeah, it was tough, but we knew that we were dealing with that. My wife, as I told you, she, uh, she applied as a psychologist, but uh, at that time, she was working in Brazil as a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And when she uh, arrived here, uh, she 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 needed to get any kind of job, right? So she yeah. she worked as a social worker, as a uh, in, in, a, in a mall, uh, mm -hmm. as a in, in in the restaurant, as you know. How, how the, the, I forgot the name, like the server the, or cleaning. The server, or yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I was I I I was. Uh, working to Brazil from here at that point, at that time. And I, I keep in doing that, right? I, I, I spent nine years and a half doing that because at that point I, I had business in Brazil. Okay. Uh, what kind yeah. of a business did you have in Brazil, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, it's a security company. So, security. Mm -hmm. Yeah, security. Yes. So we have two kinds of, it's three companies. Uh, two of them, those is... Uh, is with people, yeah. It's security guys, you know. Yeah. Uh, and the other one, it's uh, electronic security with cameras, sensors. Yeah. Yeah. So at that point, I I, I kept working to my business in Brazil, Got and it. I came here without almost no English. So I I I could say good morning, right? Bye. How are you? That that. That, that you know that kind of level. Yeah. So that would be a big challenge. So hey, congratulations on 
improving your English skills. They're very, very good. I, I know we were talking a little bit off camera. You're still self-conscious yes. about it, but it's uh, it's a challenge learning a second language as an adult. So sure. hats off to you. You've done a very good job, especially considering that you were still immersed in Portuguese for about uh, 10 of those 12 years. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So I just start to to talk in more English and uh uh get myself out of of that situation uh yeah. by the end of the last year, right? Because uh, that the point that I decided to become a real estate uh, investor full time. So I left my position in my company in Brazil. I still has uh, I I still own part of the business but yeah. i'm not you're not involved I'm not in involved my day day to day operate yeah. stuff of the business anymore so uh i'm focusing real estate right now since uh this last december and now i am starting become more confident with my english because i have it to do you know one one like this with you yeah. talk with other investors talk with partners talk with uh, uh, uh my team that I, I i was able to build in this I would say uh, the last year, right? Nice. So yeah, it was good. Well, well, seeing that this is a a show called the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast, let's start yes. talking real estate. So, what was your first real estate investment endeavor in Canada? What did you do first, and why did you decide to start investing in real estate, Marcondes? Yes. Uh, well, at some point, uh, I, I I was here in Canada, and I was not. Uh, feel happy because hmm. even that I was living here, right? Yeah. I was dealing with some kind of fr frustration uh, that keeping working to Brazil uh, was given to me, right? So when yeah. I, I decide left Brazil and come to Canada, I would like to put all those things behind. But yeah, you wanted to but, start fresh, but you couldn't exactly. But yeah. I did it. Uh, I did it do that because I I, I keep work to Brazil, so I still have to dealing with some things that I I, I don't like it. So yeah. I, I start to think, well, okay, now I need to uh, understand what I'm doing, what I, I, I will uh, do here in Canada to be able to leave Brazil and all this stuff behind, right? right. So yeah. that's why uh, that real estate comes uh, uh, on my table and I start to to, to learn about, to buy books, to, uh, you know, watch YouTube, uh, listen to podcasts. I am that kind of self-learned guy all the time. Yeah. I, I, I am always consumed uh, content, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I said, yeah, that's it, what I want to do it. I want to do this. I, I had another investments in Brazil before, but I, I never thought to be a real estate investor in Brazil because things it's completely different there. Yeah. So yeah. for me, never makes sense to do uh, real estate investing in Brazil that the time that I was living there, but here was different. So, and that was uh, the 2019 when I decided to, to become a real estate investor and I bought uh, two duplex side by side here in Calgary, yeah. right? With legal suite, you wanted to become a fourplex. And I got possession in February 
2020, one month before COVID, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bought a brand new. Now, were these, brand, were these new, brand new properties or were they yes. existing? Okay, so side-by-side -side duplexes. Four units. So four units total. Yes, four units total. Okay. Two up-level, two legal basement units. Got right? it. All right, perfect. Yeah. 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 Well, that's good. So, and then fast forward a couple of years, and now you say you're a full-time real estate investors. So what does the portfolio look like today? Uh, now I am with 32 units. Congratulations. That's yes, great. Yes. I, I took, you know, well, after COVID, right? Mm -hmm. I, after COVID not, but when COVID come up, I had to stop because when I buy my first property, I was, no, that's going to do it now. I'm going to put my effort there. I, I, I'm going to put my focus on that. But yeah. then COVID happens. Yeah. And uh, it was crazy because at that time I had to be focusing my business in Brazil, right? Because mm. that was was paying my bills, right? Right. So yeah, I I I spent the all twenty twenty and then the first half of twenty twenty one just focus on that, and then I bought my second property in Edmonton as a mm. financial partner, right? I was I came in a joint venture with. 100% uh, of the money needed to close this deal. So you were uh, the money a... partner. Yeah, you were the money yes. partner, the financial yes. partner on that deal. Okay. Yes, I was. And what, what size of a property is that one? It, it, it was a, a, a bungalow, right? Mm -hmm. okay. But in a very good lot, big lots with a very nice uh, neighborhood. These streets have been uh, under a lot of development. And the yep. plan was... I'm going to buy this and we will turn this property down and build a six plex on it. That's okay. why that makes sense to me. And that's why I decide at that project be a financial partner because Got it. in that kind of situation uh, will make sense to me. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they are uh, the next year, 2020, uh, I decide sell my primary home, move for one of my renters in Calgary, right? And yeah. start to do a housing hacking, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And take that equity to buy another property. Okay. So, uh, yeah, at that point, uh, last year, August last year, I bought a 12-plex in, in, in Red Deer apartment build. That was a very challenging time because it's a complete different world, right? Yeah. It's completely different. And uh, I, I learned a lot because I did some mistakes in that, mm -hmm. in that process. And then I, I bought more photoplexes side by side here in Calgary. Uh, and last December and this uh, April, we closed uh, eight plex, again, duplex side by side. Balmont. Uh, okay. and, and that last project, I was a work partner and I did a joint venture with a financial partner that came with 100% of the, mon the, the, nice. the money. Yeah. So I, I did that. that so was you've my been first. on both sides. You've been exactly. the active partner. Well, you started off as the, the money partner and now you're the active partner. Hey, so just out of curiosity, the property in Edmonton, have you built 
that sixplex on it or not yet? Not yet. We have plans mm -hmm. to start this next year. Got it. Got yeah. it. So out of curiosity, Marcondes, how has it worked for you for financing these properties, seeing that, yes, you you are Canadian resident, maybe you're a Canadian citizen now, or are you guys I citizens? am, yeah. Okay, uh, perfect. For the last five years, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So you're Canadian citizens, but your business up until recently has yes. been in Brazil. And I know the banks are pretty picky. How did that must have caused some challenges for qualifying for financing a bit? Uh, not because, you know, uh, yes, but I, 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 I had to deal with problems to, to qualify, but not mm -hmm. because I had overseas income, right? Uh, I, I started dealing with some difficulties. Uh, when I hit that wall, that yeah. I had too much uh, mortgage under my personal name. Right. That's your, why your debt, your debt to income ratio exactly. Was, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That happening with everybody. So, uh, and then uh, was the time that I decided, okay, I need to figure it out this because I want to expand my portfolio. Right. Yeah. I have a goal, uh, and I want to have a lot more units. Right. So I am the buy hold guy. I want to do. I I, I have a goal to have uh, four hundred uh, doors. Mm -hmm. And how can I expand that? Right. So I decided to go to multifamilies, and 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 because it was possible, right, to get qualified for uh for the proper for the projects because it's not more about your income but it's about right the once you get in those itself. commercial properties it's about the property itself more itself of course you're going to be a guarantor you you need mm -hmm. to have that the net worth to provide the lender uh you know some kind of comfortable mm -hmm. for the bank yeah exactly for the bank right yeah. but it's not more about it's not more about your income anymore right exactly. so I, I deal with problem but because of that when i hit that wall I said, okay, I need to uh, change my strategy right now. So, Marcondes, seeing that you've you've been in the country for quite some time, however, for most of that time, you're doing business back Brazil. home, your home country of Brazil. Yes. How, what, what are some of the challenges you see moving ahead with this wonderful goal of, of 400 rental units? What are some of the challenges that you foresee uh, with reaching that goal, if any? Oh, it is, it is. It is a lot of challenges. For me, uh, the first one was the language, right? Mm. The, the big, uh, you know, they understand uh, all the pros and cons, all the situation that I was in because uh, I can't misunderstood something. Yeah. And that can, you know, bring some challenge or put me in the wrong spot. Got so, yeah. and I still have to deal in that, right? Mm -hmm. Because I know that I'm still learning in English. I still have uh, a lot to, to, to learn about this. But uh, for me, to be honest, I think that uh, it, it's more about the, the mindset that you have, mm -hmm. right? So I am that guy. I, I think, I, I don't know, it's, it's Brazilian. Because we deal in a lot of different situations in Brazil. I came from a humble family that I, I didn't have opportunity to do a lot of things that I would like to do when I was a kid, right? Yeah. So I need to 
prove myself all the mm. time, all the time. So I was You're driven. Uh, You're oh you're, yeah. A lot. Yeah, I, I have a lot of resilience. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I know that I'm gonna fall. I know that it's gonna be a lot of failure in between the two sacks. But I think that way that uh, is that is part of the process. Yeah. You know. So, I so think you're, a- what I'm hearing is you understand that ahead of time, and you're not f- afraid of making those mistakes. You know that everybody makes mistakes. For sure. But I, I think a lot of other people are procrastinating because of that fear of failure, not understanding. You know, I, I have that problem sometimes too. It's like I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to show that I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to fail in front of people. But if you want to succeed, that's part of the process, right? It's yeah. you gotta you gotta yeah. move forward. And the, the important part is when you do make a mistake or you do have a, a setback, it's get yourself back up and keep, keep persevering, going. right? Keep yeah. going. Yeah. You know what? I, I learned from the beginning that fear. And shy, if you are, if you have fear, and if you are shy, that will only get you away from your dreams, right? Yeah. Because that's going to stop you. It's mm-hmm. it it depends on you. So you how how much do you want that, right? right. You not you you need to come over that 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 feel that feeling that you have, and you know what? I have to do this. Nobody's going to do it for me, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that I, I, I'm not saying that I, I, I don't have fear. I don't shy. For example, mm-hmm. I have fear to, uh, to be here with you and mm-hmm. talk in English with my very strong accent, doing a lot of mistakes and sometimes embarrass myself to doing this. But I know uh, this is part of my, my, my growth, right? Yeah. If I want to achieve my goals, I need to keep moving forward and take a step of the time and I will get that, right? I think you're doing a great job. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, Marcondes, uh, let's talk a little bit about the whole capital and joint venture yeah. and that side of things because it's very tightly entwined in your goals because you need to access other people's money to reach yes. that yes. that level of 400 units. So, what have been some of your challenges when it comes to raising capital? Yeah, so uh, as I told you, most of my deals was uh, with my own money at the mm-hmm. beginning, right? So that I, I forgot to tell you that the that twelve flats in Red Deer, I had a partner that was a very close friend of mine that he 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 knew what I was doing, and he asked me to be to to become partner of this. So he came with twenty five percent of the deal. But the other seventy-five percent I did with my own money after I I have sold my primary home. So right? he brought twenty-five percent of the capital. You brought seventy-five percent of the capital. That's right. That's right. Plus, right, you're doing all the work. Ah, uh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And 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 the first deal that I did with the other people' money was that inventory that I just closed in April. Uh, it's twenty-eighth. April, so less than 30 days, right? Yeah. With a joint venture partner. And now I am trying to expand my network. I am talking with people. I am uh, saying uh, to them what I'm doing, what my focus is, uh, how the deal 
uh, makes sense because I'm not a language guy. I am a, a, a you know a, a, a number guy. So mm. the numbers work pretty well in my mind. I can understand the numbers. I can I can uh, see the opportunities to grow the performance of the properties, and, and that has been this way all my life, right? So mm -hmm. I'm not good with the words, but I'm good with the numbers. So I'm okay, trying to yeah. to build this uh, to bring more people to invest in my deals. I am I have now uh all the project that I'm work on at is uh, a new development six plaques here in Calgary and we we try to do a GPLP mm -hmm. uh structure in this deal and I think that is gonna be uh a way to go right yeah GPLP. May, I, may I give you some su suggestions for sure I'd like yeah. I'd like to so one thing I want to suggest to you, Marcondas, is I hear you saying that, well, obviously because of the language barrier, you're not 100% confident in English, even though your English is, is excellent. You're more of a numbers guy. You're, you're comfortable with the numbers. That's wonderful because to analyze deals and, and to make sure that everything makes sense financially, that's really, really important. However, I'm going to suggest that when it comes to the raising capital side of things, you need to be aware that most people, most of your potential joint venture partners or investors, especially if you're doing the LP, are not necessarily analytical type people. My understanding is, your wife can probably confirm this, about 90% of people are not really analytical. 10%, and you're one of those, are analytical. And the challenge is, if you start talking to a non-analytical person about all of the numbers and the NOI and the IRR and the cap rate and all of this stuff and showing spreadsheets and, and all, of the, all of this analysis, which you understand Beautifully. Perfectly. And it's very, very yeah. important, right? But if you start showing a normal person that kind of stuff too much, they get confused and they shut down. Yeah. But the challenge is they won't tell you that they're confused or that they shut down because they don't want to feel stupid, right? Sure. So yeah, gotcha. This is one of the things, for example, um, great example, my brother, my brother, Dan, is very analytical, very intelligent person, great with the numbers. I'm not. I mean, I get it. You can show me the spreadsheets, but I'm like most, I get pretty bored pretty quick if I'm looking <laughs> through too much data. So my brother, as smart as he was, had some challenges talking with people about real estate because he would, he would come like a fire hose with too much data. Yes, I understand what he's saying. I hear you. And it's just this overwhelming yeah. thing. And, yeah. and people's eyes would roll at the back of their head and they <laughs> shut down. Versus, I don't know if it's a compliment or not, but I'm I'm pretty good at simplifying things. So my suggestion for you, Marcondas, is that whenever you're going to be presenting an opportunity to a potential investor, yes, definitely have all of the data stuff and spreadsheets have that available in case they are they another analytical <laughs> person like you are. But 
but lead in with something much simpler. And here's my rule of thumb. You've got, you've got teenage kids, right? For sure. Yeah. How old are they again? 18 and 13. Okay. Here's the perfect one. Is your 13 year old analytical? Uh, not much. The first good, one, good. the 18 is. Okay. Don't, don't, not the 18. Here's the, here's the rule of thumb. If you can present your opportunity to your 13 year old and he understands it. Good exercise. I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. That's, that's called my reader's digest rule of thumb. Yeah. Because reader's digest was a magazine it still exists, but it was a magazine written for adults. However, it was written at a 13-year-old comprehension level. Not because the readers were stupid. It's just because they wanted to make it easy to easy. understand and consume. You follow me there? Yeah. So that... I like it. I like it. It's going to be a, a good way to practice, right? Exactly. Uh, especially for me, because uh, I, I am, you know getting confident in doing this so yeah, yeah. that's good yeah. that's and, good and i would say my my 13 years uh old son he is very picky he's gonna take all my mistakes that that don't do this <laughs> don't do that you know <laughs> well take that take that with a great assault but yeah that's yeah. <laughs> that, that'll help you make it very 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 understandable for for a lot of people anyhow mark on this time flies when we're having fun Yes, I want to, first of all, I want to congratulate you for everything that you've accomplished already. I mean, this is a, it's a massive thing being a newcomer to the country. And then very quickly, you know, you only really started in real estate in 2019, turning that into your full-time occupation Yes, quite quickly. So congratulations for that. Thank you. Congratulations for your goals. I have a feeling that yes, you are going to accomplish them. And when you can dial in the raising capital side of things, you'll be amazed at how fast you can do that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. So, Marcondes, if people want to connect with you, uh, what would you recommend? What would be like the number one place they can connect with Marcondes Franco? Yeah, I uh, could be a Facebook, Marcondes Franco. You're going to see the infinite uh, returns uh, properties there. That's yeah. my company. Uh, I've been too busy uh, closing deals that I forgot to work in my social media platform, right? But yeah. I start, I have someone working on this right now. So soon you're going to have the, the website, the Facebook page for the company, the Instagram page for the company. But you can go for the Facebook and looking for Marcondes Franco and you're going to see me there. And also you can uh, send an email for me, right? It's going to be contact at infinitereturnsproperts.com. Perfect. Marcondes has been a lot of fun. Yeah, for me as well. Thank All you right. so much for having me. I have a lot of fun time talking to you. Likewise, my friend. All right, everybody, take care. And we'll talk to you on the next episode.